How are we going, mates? Welcome back to the Top Step. My name is Ryan Roland-Smith. Now, we are officially in a lockout. Major League Baseball and the players couldn't get their act together, couldn't make it happen. You kind of knew this was going to happen. But, man, what a crazy time for Major League Baseball. First time in 26 years, I believe. I cannot wait to get Grant on the line and we can break it all down. Not only the lockout, what does this mean exactly? Why are they locked out? Why has it come to this? As players, what does this mean? What do we know from those player union meetings every spring training? What's in store for 2022? Some good and the bad, the positives and the negatives. We're going to get to all that. But also, too, some of these contracts, man, this flurry of dudes just signing. Why are they signing right now? We're going to explain all that, plus some of our thoughts on some of these deals, the big ones, the small ones, being crazy, and a lot more. Before we do, click pause, go subscribe, go tell your mates all about it. Have some fun with the Aussie segment. Have some laughs, man. We still need some laughs. It's still that time. Still a lot going on in the world. Let's enjoy this next hour with Grant Balfour, myself, and, and all of our listeners hanging out on the top step with us. We love you all from back home in Australia to right here in the US and everywhere in between. Thank you for listening as we roll into this episode of the top step. No matter what happens, Ryan Roland Smith has something to tell his grandkids right here. First appearance of the big leagues. <laughs> He's a Hall, Hall of Famer. Famer. <laughs> Especially if he strikes them out. Here comes the one-two pitch to Junior now. The breaking ball. He struck him out. Yeah, that will be a story for the rest of his life. <laughs> as he strikes out Ken Griffey Jr. And the inning is over. But what an inning it was at six. Victor Martinez and Grant Balfour join and benches it cleared. My goodness. This this is Grant Balfour being Grant Balfour. Yeah. He he is, as you mentioned, Jim, he's amped up. He talks a lot. It's not personalized, but he talks a lot. In fact, he has the demeanor of a guy that wants to fight you. You'll never say that I'm not killing them. Kill, kill, killing them. Killing them. Kill, kill, killing them. Killing them. Killing Good man, how are you? I'm doing well, mate. You've had a big morning putting up some Chrissy lights out here. Yeah, mate. Uh, out there, you know, used to have a bloke that came around and did the lights, but um, decided to go for it last year in the pandemic. Figured, mate, turned out all right. So I'll have another crack at it this year. Wrap so the this palm is trees. And- this is kind of new for you, putting Christmas lights up. This is only the second year you've done it. Well, I've done it in the past, had a crack at it. But then um, when in my playing days, this wasn't a good idea, um, <laughs> yeah. you know. You know, trying to climb a ladder and, and, and wrapping palm trees, you know what I mean? So, knowing you, mate, I mean, I, I don't know how your neighborhood is, but knowing you, it probably gets a little competitive. And you're probably, you've probably like Griswold that whole thing out, right? I'm talking from left to right, the house, whole thing's lit up. Uh, I've got a, I've got a few lights out the front, nothing too crazy, but I'm, I'm still, I haven't finished yet. So, I got a couple more, couple more ideas up my sleeve. I might <laughs> have to get a couple of blow ups and whatnot. <laughs> where, do you, where do you get them from? I've never, I mean, I've never really uh, done it. Like last year, man, yeah. like, oh, you, you mentioned the pandemic too, right? Like last year, man, is like, hey, let, let's let's put some Christmas lights out. The kids will love it. You know, kids, are, I'm like, ah, yeah. I couldn't be bothered. Yeah, <laughs> she's out there putting yeah, it's them cold. up. But <laughs> where do you get all the blow ups and all that? Well, there's a there's a Christmas store here called Robert's Christmas Store, mate. It's, oh. it's awesome. Yeah, it's like it's it's amazing. You go down there. I actually just picked up a new Christmas tree down there, a tall footer. Oh, <laughs> so, nice. Got that in the living room, all lit up. 
but yeah, no, there's there's stores like that, or uh, you know, you just run down at Walmart or Target or something like right. that. They probably got a bunch of that stuff, you know. Mate, you get stuck right in. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I'll tell you what, we're gonna get stuck right into this. There's a lot going on around yeah, Major League Baseball. It has been a crazy week. Uh, a lot of it is is due to the fact that MLB is basically locked out now. But the point of the, at the time of this recording, they were, it was basically at the deadline. So we're assuming that MLB is locked out, right? Yeah. And if not, it still affects it, it. still affects what happens with these free agencies and everything with free agents deals and stuff like that. We've been seeing it's been nuts. We're going to get into all that. Grant, you're going to talk us through a couple things like how it works because you've had this in your MLB free agent um, contract, money deferred. Talk about some of the signing bonuses. Talk about Max Scherzer's past deal. He had as a good reference for the new one, a lot to get to, but we always have to kick it off with the Aussie word of the day. Now, the word is one of our favorites. And I, I actually learned when, when I, uh, I started hanging out with you uh, right, from one of our other friends, the word yeah, of the day right. is <laughs> the word of the day is Burko. Yeah, mate. Go Burko. <laughs> There's free agencies going Burko. That's right. Yeah, the word burko, mate. Just uh, just go off, go on crazy, go burko, go berserk, go nuts. Go berserk. Basically, by the way, and, and I've used it a lot. And and, uh, and uh, Jeff Lee. Now, Jeff Lee is the dad of Jack Lee. Jack Lee's uh, pitching at Washington State University. So Jack was a next. He came over with with uh, next gen baseball to the U.S. and he's playing D one college baseball. He's an absolute stud. His dad is hilarious, mate. We went to this uh, Arizona Fall League game. Like we had yeah. all the guys there, and and he's sitting in the crowd. There's no one in the seats, right? Yeah. And so he's just yelling out like, "Come on, mate!" Like and just like doing the <laughs> sledging and the whole thing. It was dude. It was great and just butchering all the names and stuff. It was hilarious, but. That uh, he's part of the uh, the top step community over on Facebook. So he actually said, "Hey man, you got to do Burko." And well, you were out there actually. You were coaching with us in Arizona, right. and then yeah. and then you had to leave. Yeah, that was that was the time when they uh, had asked me the raise. Had asked me to throw out the first pitch at one of the playoff games against the Astros a couple of years ago. Yeah, uh, I had a great time though out there with the boys. It was a shame I had to leave, um, but yeah, at the same time it was it was awesome to be able to get be involved and throw out the first pitch for that game too. Oh, for sure. Now, the word Burko, I'll never forget our good friend. We've actually referenced him a few times, Glenn Williams, who basically no. is the CEO of Baseball Australia. But uh, I'll never forget, mate. I think the first time I ever heard this word Burko, I may have heard it but never really used it, but he, he mentioned it. And then he was telling us about his cousin's, <coughs> his cousin's wedding. He's, he goes, oh, yeah, mate. We're just going down to the RSL. And I just told the bloke, I gave the bloke a hundred bucks, just get a bunch of streamers and balloons, just go Burko. <laughs> oh my God. hundred bucks. hundred bucks will do it. That was a wedding. Yeah, hundred bucks, streamers and balloons. And then, yeah, throw another hundred on the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'll never oh, forget that story, mate. Good times. But uh, all right, so let's get in. Let's get into it, man. First of all, there's been all these deals. Obviously, guys are going to get paid a lot. It's, it's time of year where, where you start to see all this, you know, the, the off season with free agents and everything start to heat up and teams start to, you know, drop hints. And, but nothing like this. And the big reason why is because the collective bargaining agreement was set to expire the 1st of December at midnight. So right before that was set to expire, and you know the players' union 
and the owners are butting heads. It's been like that leading up for a couple of years. And I think the icing on the cake of what has caused this, this huge separation of where they want to get to was the 60 game season last year. 100%. I just want to go back to that real quick. In 2020, the players union said, listen, we could essentially play what an 89 game season. Let's make it happen. And the owners stalled and they came up with all these and I'm not blaming either side, but there's no, uh, look, I'm glad we played 60 games. That was great. But you could have easily, easily done a 50% of the half of that season. And I get it with all the COVID protocols and keeping everyone safe and travel and all that was, it was a headache, but they had a a system in place. They said, listen, we could play 89 game season and got pushed back, pushed back. And I think that was kind of the thing that set it over the top with where they are today. Not to mention, obviously all these other things that, that they want to change with the game and not only rules on the field, but rules on how to, you know, keep players from, you know, making money as far as when you're talking too um, early in their contract, too yeah, early too, in their years, too, just it, too early. Yeah, they're trying to push it back to wait till they're a little later, 28 years of age or whatever. I'm yeah, trying to yeah. think of the number that they've come up with. Yeah, instead of six years, they want to put it at a certain age. Where a guy like Corey Seager, for instance, I don't think he would have been a free agent under the new rules because he's right. only 27 years old. I think. Yeah, you know, exactly. he would have. He might have fallen short by a year. So yeah, it'll benefit some guys, but it won't benefit others. But it's yeah, it's got to they've got to come to that middle ground for sure. Yeah, you, and and the difference too. I just want to make this clear too, if you if you're wondering, because everyone goes back to the the strike in 1994 and everything like that. The difference though is with a lockout, that's coming, but basically from the owners. The strike comes from the players. The players, the the employees, basically say we're going to strike. But the lockout basically means that look, we're going to freeze any transactions especially the big free agent ones, you can't make any trades. You can't do anything if you're on the 40-man roster, essentially, which shuts down everything. It's a domino effect too for even some of the minor league deals and stuff like that because teams have to wait until the lockout's done to be freed up, you know, to to make moves. Yeah, it sounds like, you know, typically how it works, as as you know, in the offseason, you're waiting for that big domino to fall and then the rest will happen from there because teams – you know, they're going after the big fish and then the little guys typically fall into slot. If they miss out on the big guy that they want, then they're going to go chase the next second tier guy or the second best that's on their list. But we're seeing a lot of these guys that typically wouldn't sign until, you know, deeper into December, mm-hmm. signing now because it was collective bargaining agreement, like you said, um, signing because there could be that lockout and who knows how long they could be locked out. They know they're getting their money. They know they got their deal in place. Yeah, they can go off and just get themselves ready for a season that'll hopefully start on time. But on the other side of it, you got the guys that are, which it always happens that way. The guys that aren't the superstars at the top of the game, they're having a hard time finding jobs here, and obviously they're not going to be able to negotiate or do anything. Uh, it'll be interesting to to actually see. Uh, what agents do behind the scenes if they're still talking to teams and things like that. I, yeah. I don't know how that all goes or how that plays out if they're still able to have talks, but not necessarily, you know, negotiate behind the scenes, so to speak. That has to happen yeah. too. I mean, there has to be that, I'm that it does that I'm text message or conversation, you know, Hey, look, we're sort of forecasting this is going to be over mid January. Hey, when this is all get what are you looking at for this guy or whatever, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and this it always goes down to this too, man. I always feel like when you look at these big collective bargaining agreements, right? 
the yeah. superstars, the big name guys, they they win out. They really do. But you mentioned something, man. This really does affect a lot of these not so superstars, which is basically 80% of the league. It really does affect them. And yeah. the other thing you look at too as well. Now, the lockout, as far as this this lockout goes, and everyone sign wanting to sign. You mentioned it, wanting to sign beforehand for a lot of different reasons. For and even from the, from the team's point of view too, they don't quite know what the rules are going to be. You mentioned some of the things like the free agent age changing, and some of the other rules that you know to to make competitive balance and everything like that. Perfect example is first of all, well, uh, let let's just be clear here: Max Scherzer and Marcus Simeon, two guys that signed. Marcus Simeon signed a seven year deal. Mm. Right with the Texas yeah. Rangers, and yeah. we all know about Max Scherzer signing that three-year deal. Now we don't have all the details of some of the money deferred and the signing bonus and stuff. And, and you're going to break down his old contract, which is a really good reference here in a second. But yeah. those two guys, they're on the subcommittee at the at the MLB Players Union. I know Max Scherzer when he was on the podcast last year, he was talking about so many different things that go into getting this season back on and everything else. They know something's up. Obviously, because they know that this lockout could and we hope it doesn't last until all the way up until spring training. Now, if that does, man, it's awfully tough if you're a guy like Max Scherzer trying to cement yourself. So it makes total sense for these guys to say, all right, just get it done. Let's go quick. Mets, what do you got? 43 mil. Yep, let's do it. Off you go, Marcus Simeon. I want years. Give me seven. This is the amount. Great. Off we go. Yeah. No, there's been a lot of it. And, uh, I mean, we see like a frenzy of it. You know, you've Gorsman, you know, you've got um, Corey Seager there, 10 years, $325 million, which wow. blew me away. I, that was I a just, shock I honestly, I honestly just can't believe a 10-year uh, deal there. But he's, he's a young bloke, 27, uh, and, and there he goes, $32 million a year. As easy as pie, mate. It's hard to, it's hard to uh, fathom some of these contracts. You know, we were talking about it. And uh, we looked there at uh, Mike Trout, best player arguably in the game. If you go around and ask everybody, they'll tell you, best player in the game, $35.5 million a year he's making. Those numbers are getting blown out of the water now. Yeah. And it's just hard to believe that anyone would ever make more than Mike Trout because you know, he is the pinnacle, he's the top of the game. But he signed a couple of years ago, signed that extension, and now uh, contracts are just getting huge. I mean, you talk about a guy like Corey Seager, and you say, all right, he's going to make just a couple million less than Mike Trout. I'd say, Amazing. Well, you're crazy. You know, no way. A couple of years later, here it is. He's doing it. And, and, they're, and they're, they're, you know, they're paying these guys. Uh, but like I said, the superstars of the game are, uh, are getting paid, as always, which, which is great. Great for the game. They're, uh, they're big for the game. Like uh, the rest of the guys, you know, I'm actually seeing across the board, honestly, seeing guys, some of the contracts, I'm a little surprised, to be honest with you, as an ex-player, thinking they're throwing out some deals to these guys, which is great for them. Good yeah. good for them. Go get the money. If you can get it, go get it. But it is, uh, I guess, in a, in a way for the players, it's great to see um, the contracts to where, where they've come today. Even the minimum, I was noticing that it was going to get a little bump from 570K. Right. So that, they'll be pushing close to 600K here soon for the minimum. You make a great point, man. The fact that Corey Seager now, again, great player, and he's a superstar, big market team, the Dodgers, blah, 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 the whole thing. Yeah. But you look at some of these numbers, the fact that – and yet now, again, obviously, Mike Trout signed that 12-year long-term 35 mil, of it, roughly. But when you've got Corey Seager making just a couple mil underneath him, that's insane. That's something yeah. that Mike Trout – listen, 
in five years from now, obviously when, when, when everything gets, I'm not going to say back to normal, but you got COVID, you got this lockout, blah, blah, blah. But when you're talking business as usual in a couple of years, Mike Trout, there's going to be a lot of players making more money per year than Mike Trout, which is insane to think about. It really is. I can't get my head around it just yet. I mean, Max Scherzer, unbelievable pitcher. Undoubtedly the top, top three pitchers in the game. You know, like if you want anyone on there on the mound that night to win a game when you got one chance only, that's the guy you want out there. So, yeah, yeah they've obviously emptied their pockets. The Mets, they're trying to go with that one-two punch with Max Scherzer and DeGrom. And if they, and if DeGrom's healthy and shows that he can do, I mean, he, in all honesty, he might he might even be better than Scherzer, to be honest yeah. with you, at, at the moment. Yeah. But uh, both of them, just ridiculous pitches. You talk about Cy Young Awards, like just handing them out in the clubhouse over there because they're just like, they got plenty of them. But, mate, you got your boys up there in um, Seattle. Right. You, know, you guys have just landed uh, Robbie Ray on a five-year deal for 115. So he's done all right for himself after his Cy Young. We all see, mate, you win a Cy Young – you're going to be up for a nice contract, you know? Well, speaking of that, and before we got on, you know, we are questioning the fact that, you know, he's had one good year when you think about it, because he's just had a bunch of these years, especially with Arizona Diamondbacks, where he's been okay, and then he struggled, then he's been okay, then he's been a little bit better than, but he's kind of worked his way up to the point where now he's a major league free agent, which that that's a lot of time spent, as you know, because... You know, you got to major league free agency and everything else. But then the question is, he's had one good year and then you're offering, then you're throwing out a five-year deal. Now it's a three-year opt-out. So Robbie Ray can opt out after three years. But I think with the Mariners, for them in particular, just for them as a team, because I do want to talk about the AL West here in a second, the Texas Rangers, my goodness. I'm I'm going to sort of dish out on them here in a second. Insane. Anyway, but the Mariners are at that point now, when you look at, the, the free agents and everything else and, and lead, finishing off the year. they got this really young, young group of players. They were a game away from making the playoffs last year. 20 yeah. years of, nev- of not making the playoffs in 20 years. It's yeah. time, right? It is time. Oh, yeah. And it's one of these things we spoke about this to Liam Hendricks a couple episodes ago talking about when you're recruiting these free agents, it's not as simple as if, unless you're giving an offer that you cannot refuse financially, you have to do some recruiting. There's some recruiting involved. It's yep. tough for the Mariners to do to get that recruiting, but just because of their track record and whatever else, it's tougher than other teams, the Yankees and the Dodgers, whatever. Yep. But all of a sudden you have the Cy Young Award winner, Robbie Ray. It's going to cost you five years to ha- make it happen. It's going to cost you some money, even yeah, though he's only had one that year. extra year. You're going to have to stick your neck out and go a little extra and say, look, yeah, everyone else is at four yeah. years right now. We'll go the fifth year just to get you here. Exactly. We need you here, like you said. Exactly. And they've gone out and traded for um, 21 All-Star Adam Frazier from the yeah. Padres as well. So they're definitely they're definitely filling some holes. And I'd probably say they're not done yet. Yeah. Um, and with this lockout, and I might uh, you know, have a little bit more time to think about it. You got to look at it. They missed by one game, and you got a guy like Robbie Ray on the mound that can win you you know, maybe five or six more games than the guy that was out there for you last year. So, you know, maybe that'll get you over the hump. Yeah. And there was no, and I watched him pitch a few times. I watched him pitch in Seattle one game. And then, you know, I've I've done a little bit of digging after that. There was no luck involved when he was pitching. I like that. Like, in other words, it wasn't this thing where, hey, you got lucky or, hey, you was throwing 98, but he's had an injury, injury, uh, uh, history of injuries or whatever. 
it's pretty rock solid what he can do. He knows what he's all about. He made these big adjustments in the offseason to get to where he's at. He's found something. That's all good for, for the up and up. But he, again, one year. But the the thing is, the Mariners, listen, it was a point where right before the lockout happened, everyone was all like, are they going to make a frigging move or are they just going to keep making these marginal moves? So they had to go out and do that. And they got the Cy Young Award winner. So I like that. Let's talk about the Texas Rangers. I mean, what are you, what are you doing? And, and the reason I say that, listen, I covered them this year um, in the AL West. Their farm system shot up. They got, um, they got Jack Leiter uh, in uh, the draftee. Yeah, their their farm system was number twenty one to eleven. So their farm system has gotten better. They've made some moves to 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 ship some guys off, and the farm system has gotten better. That's for sure. But looking at their depth chart right now, you've got Corey Seager ten years, Marcus Semyon for seven. You've got John Gray as well, but you've got no pitching at all, right? Your bullpen, you've got no one in the bullpen. What, yeah. what are you up to, Texas Rangers? I mean, they're not a yeah. team. And what are you up to, Corey Seager and Semyon? Do you want to win? We've talked about that before as well. They are not winning in 2022 as it stands right now. Well, yeah, I, I think they've still got some more payroll flexibility from what I hear. So they still still can go out there. And I think they've got to go get a couple big big starters other than John Gray. You know, yeah. he's proven, but still got to go out and get some another frontline starter there. But I think with bringing the guys like this in, it's going to help other guys to come there too. It's a great point. You know, it's going to it's going to entice other guys to go there thinking, well, okay, now they've got this guy, they got that guy. If I go there and we get another one or two pieces, we might have a shot here, you know? And they're willing to spend. They got a new stadium. It's tax-free state, by the way. It's a great um, point. And just quietly, when you when a team offers you 10 years, you, you listen. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And they're, and Absolutely. They're, willing, they're willing to uh, fork out these huge contracts. And uh, I don't blame these guys. I'll, I'll oh, yeah. be there. I mean, For at sure. the end of the day, they're not going to be horrible. They're going to, they'll be, they'll be able to compete. And they also talk about Oakland taking a step back, trying to rebuild a little bit more and low on their payroll. Yeah. I mean, you, you've got Seattle, the angels, as we know, are trying to bolster. Yeah. So, you know, there, there is competition out there in the West, but maybe this is the time for them to uh, dive all in and, and go for it, you know? I and Listen, I don't blame it at all. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, seven yeah. years and 10 years is ridiculous. Having that, that, that stability is amazing, especially, yeah. too, depending on where you're from. You know, if Corey Seager, he's, he, they're from, you know, North Carolina. So it, it, it fit, probably fits his – maybe fits his – lifestyle his background a little bit more as well being in texas all these other things that they factor into it plus they would have had the conversation listen we just got marcus Simeon, we just got john gray Corey. here's a 10-year deal we want you here we love you here's a 10-year deal your brother rakes here by the way (laughs) kyle seager rakes in texas it's crazy he like he leads all these categories against the texas rangers in texas but have all these different things we're going to build around you you just don't want to bring his brother in too mate and they might they're going to bring him in who knows? Maybe it's gonna be a package deal. It's just gotta they gotta yeah. wait a week. Yeah. They might I could totally see that happening. I just when yeah. I look at it though, I'm just trying to look and and say, okay, for 22, 23, because you guys in twenty twenty one, mate, it was terrible watching them play. That was shocking. You know? Yeah. And yeah. so you can look at that and see and think to yourself, okay, is this a situation where we're getting a couple of these players, it's gonna take a couple of years, but if it doesn't work out, are we just gonna trade off, you know, Corey Seager and, and eat some of this? I'm I'm just 
when you look at the nucleus, just on this for a second, and I don't want to bang on too much about the Texas Rangers, but when you look at that nucleus of these teams that are getting to the playoffs now, a lot of it is because they've built that, they've, they've broken it all down, they have that really good foundation of a farm system, and then they build around that, right? Yeah. Or you just, the New York Yankees, and you just go buy everyone. The Texas Rangers, no. I just don't see them buying everyone, yet they don't have that foundation. That's kind of my point. But I'll tell you what, man, the AL West, the Mariners are like, oh, yeah, great. The, the Houston Astros are slowly starting to, to break apart. Well, they're not. doesn't look like yeah. it. And now you've got the Texas Rangers and then the Angels. The Angels had another pitcher, mate. They're, they're going to be really, yeah. really good. So yeah, AL West. signing Alex Cobb, which I'm not sure if he's the ace there. Um, well, they did have Alex. They had Alex Cobb. Sorry, he's looking at going to the Giants now. I'm sorry. Yeah, they they do need another arm. I think yeah. they still need another arm out there to compliment um, Shohei Otani. Yeah, for um, sure. And Noah Syndergaard. Yeah. They got Noah Syndergaard. Well, they did pick up Noah Syndergaard. If he's healthy, that could be the guy uh, for 21 million. He better be the guy. Oh, uh, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. And I, I guess they're hoping the same thing. But uh, there's always that, you know, health issue there is he going to come back be the same guy yeah i think they still got money they could go out and get one more guy i mean you got to see a guy like mike trout you know get to the playoffs here the guy hasn't been in the playoffs oh, yeah. you know he's done everything else in the game he's gonna want to get to the playoffs he's yeah, i know yeah, and you the other thing i look at too is the tigers just sign harvey Baez, right 23 million a year six years 140 23 million a year it's like you know, when you look at things like that, I I kind of look at these across the board and I think to myself, who do I want? Do I want a Corey Seager or do I want a Harvey Baez? You right. know, for 32 or for 23. Yeah. You no. Know, Corey Seager, lefty, you know, younger guy. Harvey Baez, no slouch. You know, no. more pop, hitting 31 homers, double the homers you're going to get from Seager probably. Yeah. But uh, just a different player. You know, every team, they find a guy they love. And they fall yeah. in love with them and uh, and they go after him. So, and that's what we're seeing. Yeah, you make a great point just looking at that too. And and you mentioned some of the money getting thrown around. I mean, Andrew Heaney, what do you get? Eight million bucks one year. He dude, when he got yeah. traded over to the, the Yankees, he was terrible, man. I'm yeah. sitting there. Usually you have to, and you've talked about this before, man. Like you usually you have to be absolutely sprinting over the finish line at the end of the season to leave that lasting impression. Yeah. For a team to go out and say, yeah, we want him. He's our target. Andrew Heaney was terrible with the yeah. Yankees. Oh, here you go. Here's eight million bucks. And another guy, Brooks Raley, nothing against the guy. Good on him. Yeah, yeah. But mate, he had a four, seven, eight, and I watched him get absolutely lit up. He did okay against lefties. I think they hit under 200 yeah. against him, but that doesn't matter yeah. because you, the new rules and stuff, you don't just face a lefty and come out. And he was yeah. shocking in the playoffs. Here he is yeah. getting a two year, $10 million deal. Five million bucks a year for a guy, a middle reliever who's yeah. got a four seven eight ERA, and just some of the other yeah. the 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 deeper numbers. I'm not going to get into, but I'm yeah. like, damn, dude. Yeah, what a no, country. Guys are definitely getting paid, that's for sure, and good on them. Like I said, I wish I was still playing. I'm uh, I'm going to get me going to get my shoulder surgery here. Um, that's right. In a couple of weeks, and uh, I'm going to make a comeback. So, um, <laughs> Hey, I'm going to be 45 years old and, and uh, throw on a hundo. So why, why the shoulder surgery, by the way? I haven't, I haven't asked you this off air. I'm not just doing no, this on the a, show. Getting a bionic, bionic arm put in, mate. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, just like the movies. <laughs> <laughs> mate, I heard some of these contracts. I said, why not? Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, I'll get it done. Yeah, nice. I'll be back. I'll be back. So, nice. I look forward yeah. to seeing some Balfrage, mate. 
Yeah, mate, it'll be, uh, be interesting. All right. So I want to talk about some of the other little tricks uh, that go into this with some of these contracts. And before we came on, we're, we're, we're just trying to dive in to as much detail as Max shows his new deal. Obviously, he's making 43 million bucks a year, but I want to, you pulled up his old deal, which is a great reference point because if, if you don't quite understand how all this works, first of all, Grant, you had money deferred, right? And you always see Bobby Bonilla every year, the Bobby Bonilla day where he gets, what does he get paid every year? Uh, he's getting a million bucks every year for <laughs> and 10, basically 15 odd years or something went on forever. Was he, was he one of the first to do the, the deferment of money? I'm not really sure, to be honest, who, who was the first guy, but I, I just, that's a story that you always hear. So he, he, he may have been. So, how does that work, man? And you talked about two different options, one of them being one with interest and one without. So just, just to, just to explain, basically you sign a, you say you sign for 30 million bucks a year where you say, okay, for the season, I want to make 20 of it, 10 yeah. million of it, defer it to 2028. Basically yeah. I'll pay me that in 2028. And no. one of the advantages to that is obviously you're not going to spend 30 million bucks unless you're out buying you know, all kinds of flashy shit, which yeah, a lot yeah. of these guys, you know, it's well, hard to spend. for the player, you want the money up front because you can invest it. If you're yeah. not going to get any interest and it's not going to be deferred, basically you're doing the team a favor by yeah. saying, I'll take, I'll take 20 million a year. The other 10, you can defer five years down the road. That gives you, that opens up your payroll and your flexibility to bring in some players so I can win. And then the other money you can pay me down the road, You'd like to get some interest on it, but looking here at like Max Scherzer's deal, he had um, a fifth, seven years, two hundred and ten million was his last contract. Fifty million of that was signing bonus, <laughs> so he was getting five million in two thousand fifteen. He was getting fifteen million in each two thousand nineteen, twenty, and twenty one. Then you went into his salaries of fifteen. He got ten million. Sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. He got fifteen million. 19, 20, and 21, they paid him 35 million. Of his 2019 to 21 salaries, 105 million deferred without interest to be paid in seven $115 million installments each in July 1st from 2022 to 2028. So Max Scherz is still going to be getting paid from the Nationals here from 2022 starting this year. He'll get his 43.333 from the Mets this year. <laughs> then he'll just get another cool 15 to go on top of that in July around the All-Star break. Because you never know. You want to go on a nice little – not that he was, gets to go on a break because he's usually in the All-Star <laughs> yeah. game. But if you do want to go on a little three-day holiday, you'll have that extra 15 mil just uh, yeah. in your back pocket if you need it. That, that should you get know? you tickets into Disneyland, the hotel, and the flights. Yeah, mate. That'll get you, that'll get you a nice little holiday. <laughs> But uh, I mean, it's it's crazy. Some of the money is uh, it's huge. But they looked at it. They talk about with the deferrals and the reduced contract present day value. They had it at by MLB's calculations. They had it at one hundred ninety one million four hundred thousand instead mm. of the two hundred and ten million that he was getting. Right. Either way you look at it, he's getting two hundred and ten million. But um, that's that's kind of the way they defer money. Some of these teams just to open up payroll flexibility. But um, as far as I know, on this one with the Mets, it's just straight cold, hard cash, mate. 43.3 wow. every year. As far as I know, there's nothing in here that shows um, he's not going to be, it's going to be deferred or like that as of yet that I can see. Uh, he did get a full no trade protection. 
Mm-hmm. I do believe that um, after, I think after two years, after the 23 season, he can opt out and go for gotcha. a, a little higher annual salary. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the deferment comes from the team basically saying, listen, we're willing to give you 30 million bucks a year, but you're going to have to 10, 10 million of that. We're going to have to send, ship you off for 2028. But yeah. with that, now you mentioned a couple of things with Max Scherzer, that's a ton of money. So they can turn around and say, listen, there's 0% interest involved in this. Yeah. But if it's if it's something if it's a little smaller, the team might say, "Listen, can we defer five million of this, and we'll yeah. we'll tack on an interest rate? It has to be like a guaranteed interest rate, I'm guessing." Yeah, yeah. I mean, this I've seen it where it's at one percent or something like that. But yeah. typically, a lot of that, a lot of the time these days, they're just they're doing zero percent. They're just yeah, throwing right. money, and they're not paying any interest to these people, these guys. I don't know. I guess they're sort of saying, "Well, yeah, it gives us more money to." flexibility with the payroll so we can bring in some players and and get this team stronger and and we can win this championship yeah and that's kind of where they go with it i'm curious how it's broken down and as it stands right now it says three years you know average annual salary of what 43 43. i'm sure i'm sure it has to be broken down with with deferment or whether it be with um with signing bonus or something like that it has to be some more details coming out because yeah. You know, some of these things kind of make it lockout proof, so to speak. So, it t- so players like, listen, I need to get this thing sorted before a lockout because this lockout really the deadline. And just if you if you're wondering how long is this lockout going to last, they can still negotiate back and forth. The players' union and the and the owners can go back and forth and negotiate while they're locked out. You just can't make any transactions. Yeah. Really, though, the deadline is the first day of spring training in, in my book. You don't want anything yeah, yeah. messed with that season. That is absolute suicide for MLB. If you yep. start striking, locking out, you miss two months, April, May, fans are going to be like, screw this, man. They already got way more other shit than go watch on TV than watching yep. baseball. That would yep. be absolutely detrimental. So I think that's the biggest lockout. But I have a feeling, I have a feeling this thing's going to last until well into January, into February. Yeah, there's a lot of topics. There's too many topics. I feel like there's a lot there. Sounds like they're still, you know, made a little bit of uh, closure there in between the two of them. But yeah. it sounds like they're still far apart. And uh, like you said, it was almost impossible to, to close the, the doors there in 48 hours or whatever they had left from last things I was reading. It's going to take some time. You know, it's we got... <laughs> People are stubborn, mate. You know they're not gonna they're not gonna back down. The MLB Players Association is a very strong association. They're gonna withhold and stand strong and stand true to what they believe and what they want. And the owners are gonna do the same. And you now they're gonna butt heads back and forward. But eventually, I think it'll come to agreement here. And we need we need to start this season on time. Like with COVID, we've missed too much baseball. It's not good yeah. for the game for anyone. I think they uh, need to sort out what they got to sort out. It's a pity that uh, we're not probably going to meet up at the winter meetings because there will be, yeah. won't be any. I was hoping uh, to get you down this way, man, get a little sunshine and uh, get things heated up. I had big plans to be. I big uh, plans to be in Orlando and hang out with you, man. I, I can't believe it. I'm, I'm shattered. But yeah. um, you make a good point. There, there's that stubborn factor as well. I think here's the problem too, man. And, and you've sat in some of those those players' union meetings in 1994 when they had the strike. From there on, the players run the game, so to speak. In other sports, the NFL, the owners run the game. They have all the control over the players. And the simple things that are in front of your face, the fact that NFL players don't have guaranteed contracts. 
and all these other things that that really mess with the player because the owners kind of you know all these other little factors. Baseball, the players run the game. Now, as the years have gone by lately, the the player, the owners, excuse me, have done little things to tinker and and to to save themselves money, et cetera, et cetera. The problem is though, when when you look at this, when the when you have these players union meetings and stuff like that, they say, listen. It's, it always stems the fact they're so strong. The fact that the players union is the strongest union in, in the world when it comes to this is because I had that lockout in 1990, uh, sorry, the strike in 1994. Right. Yeah. But that, and, and you know what? It sucked. People hated baseball for a long time, but it recovered. It took a few years to recover. But when you go down the track 10 years later or 15, whatever years later, like, Oh, because we, because we stood up for ourselves, because, you know, that's why yeah. we're in this position now. So that's kind of what yeah. you're stemming from. Yeah. But that was 1994. That's when you had a couple major sports. You didn't have a thousand TV channels. You didn't have all this streaming that you can get distracted with. You didn't have all this, you know, attention spans of being 20 seconds. That was 1994. It's 2021 yeah. now. This is a situation yeah. where baseball, man, you're Come already on. Way. Yeah, it's um, well, it's, it's a different. It's a lot has changed. If you do the same thing you did in 1994, for example, or even close to that, you ain't getting fans back. It's plain and simple. This is not going to happen. No, I mean, I've seen, I've seen ownership slowly shift and, and get, get what they want from different, different perspectives, you know, just from the free agencies with, um, you know, the guys from, you know, Latin America, for, mm-hmm. so to speak. Cubans coming over as free agents getting 50, 60 million. Yeah. million. And now we have the international bonus slots. We have all those different types of, you know, agreements in place. So things have changed. A lot's changed there. Um, I think a lot more is going to change in the coming months here. But, you know, at, at the same time, there's people that are in their old ways from back in the, uh, you know, earlier days in the game that yeah. probably don't like it. There's people that love it the way it is now. And, and, and it's just one of those things where we've got to accept the change sometimes yeah. and, and understand that, you know, change can be good too uh it's just gotta it's just gotta fit both parties obviously at the end of the day so i think that um yeah i think they'll come to agreement here soon uh, i think uh everyone will end up you know we, there might be a couple of things that change where we have to you know throw it out the window it might be something that you know we're going to go with bigger bases little things like this that are, are they going to make that big of a difference yeah as opposed to you know the robo uh umpires yeah you know go ahead and get a bigger base I don't really care. That's right. that, that should be something that is take you five minutes to figure out. Does it yeah, really exactly. matter? But yeah. as far as the, the umpires and the robo umpires, now I've got to, you know, we're going to sit there and go back and forth on that because that's a huge change in the game. It is, no yeah. one's going to notice if a base is two inches bigger or not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, I don't know what the holdup is when I sit in those rooms, but obviously there's a holdup there. The, the front office, uh, the ownership, um, Manfred and uh, Tony Clark and the boys to to uh, sit down and and hash it out. Clarky, Clarky, mate. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. hey, you know who's not you know who's not going to be locked out though. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. The top step. That's right, you and me, mate. We're top not locked step, out. We're going to keep we will rolling not on. Be locked out. You will have us week in, week out. That we is right. Chrissy right. holidays coming up. We'll be here. We'll Chrissy talk Hol- about it. That's right. Chrissy holidays into the new year. And then, hey, you know what? If buddy, if baseball doesn't work out, mate, we'll go cover. What, what are we covering? If we, uh, well, we'll, we'll just wait for the next rugby world cup or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
man. Well, we got the Winter Olympics coming up here soon. Oh, here we go. We'll cover the Winter Olympics. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, don't worry about yeah. that. All right. So let, let's transition into our favorites in, in my favorite segment mate that's grouse this brings back all kinds of memories for me i, I love these segments even yeah. even doing the um you know it's funny lauren gardner last week when we did the first ever game show with her some of the slang yeah. i started using that mate over thanksgiving i'm sitting there, i wake up next morning from thanksgiving I'm like man i'm fucking i'm dusty <laughs> i haven't had it for ages I'm like oh, into a few, did you? <laughs> oh yeah yeah I put a couple away. No, I wasn't too bad. I wake up next morning, had a little mountain bike. I was good. Yeah, All right. Mate. So the the that's grouse segment. That's our Aussie segment. We're going to talk about it's a good time of year. Now we're here in the States. Now you're in Florida, so you don't really count. But for me up yeah. here, it's cloudy outside every day. There's not a whole lot of daylight. It's rainy, right? It's yeah, kind yeah. of miserable. And I'm, I'm zombie scrolling through the social media and seeing all my friends back in Australia summer's here mate summer's back in australia school's nearly out nearly right all the school kiddos are yeah, yeah up. about a week or two yeah about a week they're just they're, they're, they're just mucking up in class mate i don't care yeah they're on but, that last week where you do nothing just watch yeah movies. teachers don't care mate they, they just they've had a gutful like <laughs> your mum was a teacher right yeah yeah she just she just retired recently so she was a primary school teacher for a long time there and a so, principal. so was my mum my mum was was as well yeah so, so that 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 last week is just a just a bit of a whatever, you know, just yeah. mail Mark it up. in. Fuck <laughs> yeah, up a couple of weeks. Mark up day. But they're getting ready, mate. They, it, the best time of year in Australia, it really is. I always say, well, I always say November, but early December, late November, early December. If you're f- traveling to the, to Australia, this is the best time to go. Start yep. to warm up. You're coming out of those winter months. Summer's there, mate. Chrissy's around the corner. Everyone's hanging out at the beach. Best time of year. You know, you're going to crack open some of those cold prawns for Christmas Day. (laughs) (laughs) It's just funny, the difference here. You know, I mean, I'm living in Florida, so it gets a little chilly, obviously, December, January. We've had a couple of – we had a chilly morning this morning. Got down in the 40s, actually. Wow. And um, it was actually pretty cold. Yeah, for the most part, it it kind of reminds me of of Australia, you know, where you've got – hot summers and um yeah the winters are fairly mild but uh but yeah mate they're uh, they're going into summer it's going to be hot you know scorching hot um <laughs> you know you get christmas day there's no snow in australia nah. you know santa's riding the, you'll see things santa riding the surfboard santa at the beach with the dolphins then, instead uh, of the reindeers yeah with the dolphins it's funny and you come over here and it's snowing what probably 85 percent of the country is covered in snow yeah you know it's white white christmas and, and the you know santa coming down the chimney and um and oh, the yeah. likes mate yeah from the north pole up here best time of year i remember being being at school and it's blazing hot there's no air conditioning in those demountables <laughs> <laughs> yeah you have a couple of demountables right yeah That's right. Just, they yeah. just have a they have a ceiling fan Oh yeah, mate. Yeah, and the the you just like you just sweating, sweating your ass sweating off like a pig, mate. Yeah, yeah, sweat, yeah <laughs> exactly. And then straight away you head home, get on the pushy, right? For me, yeah. um, get on the pushy, grab oh, the, the towel, yeah, towel towel around the neck, straight up to the beach, mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Oh. Rip the gear off. That's throw right. Throw the school bag down. Throw the straight backpack on the sand and. Uh, yeah, throw the boardies on and straighten the water. Yeah, he's, he's, 
you start to get the carols by Candlelake starting off every year, all the uh, all the Chrissy lights and everything. But no, yeah. it's definitely different. Christmas time, obviously, in Australia is so different. It is good. It's frigging awesome. Yeah. You know, yeah. I had my uh, my wife come over one year, and she's like, "It's just so weird being in the middle of summer, like for Christmas." Yeah. But it's totally awesome. Different. It's unreal. Everyone's. We, we need to have a Christmas special. Actually, we have to have a, 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 a Chrissy show um yeah. for this talk about what we did on chrissy days and everything else but yeah, boxing day back home in australia oh yeah oh yeah, i do yeah we have, we have we have to cover boxing day we did a little bit when we talked about the melbourne cup we covered boxing day just a little yeah. bit yeah man there's nothing better I, I wish i was getting back there this time of year especially yeah, up here no. in seattle yeah oh shocking yeah right mate, i bet there's nothing nothing better than flying in i remember just in the off seasons you know i'd come home yeah. end of the season over here jump on a plane in November sometimes, stay here for you know a little bit and fly back home. Yeah. Straight home for Chrissy. Beautiful hot summers. Yeah. Perfect, mate. Beautiful Two one things day, perfect are... the next. <laughs> <laughs> Two things that come out and well, it doesn't really go into what can kill you, but the flies. Remember the flies in summer? Oh, back... mate. The flies are brutal back They're home. brutal, mate. They're... Especially when you get that westerly wind. Oh, yep. mate. It's shocking. Worse. Sitting at a picnic, trying to eat your sausage sandwich, you got flies. All over you. Cork, need your buddy cork hat, mate. You know. Yeah, exactly. There, there's there's the flies, and the other thing too down at the beach when you get the nor'easters blowing are the blue bottles. Yeah. Now, what a blue bottle oh, is. Yeah. yeah. So if you know yeah. what a blue bottle is, they're these little like they look like little jellyfish, and they got yeah. these stingers, and they're the worst, man. I never forget when I was a kid, I was with someone. I can't remember. I was in Sydney. And yeah. I, I spotted a couple of blue bottles. I'd never been stung by a blue bottle in my life, right? So I, I oh. didn't really take it too seriously. And I saw a couple down on the sand at the water. I'm yeah. like, oh, there's... And someone said, oh, mate, watch it. I was, I was about to jump in the water. And someone's like, oh, mate, watch out. For, there's a couple of blue bottles around. I'm like, oh, thanks, yeah. mate. There's some like, you know. <laughs> And so I'm like, oh, you know, I'm paddling around. Um, yeah. I see a bunch of them. And everyone's like, hey, let's get out of here because the blue bottles. I'm like, all right. So I get out. Yeah. I can't remember who I was with, but he was like, Oh yeah, now we're all good. There's no blue balls here. We're, you know, we're all good. So I'm I'm back in the water. Yeah. Out there, and there's no one out there. And the waves are pretty good, right? So I'm out there surfing. Yeah. I yeah. see one, see two. I end up turning around, catching a wave, come off the wave, and there is just nothing but. So I jump straight oh. into them. I never forget. Oh, I get all over my legs. I'm talking like you know, 15 of them all wrapped oh. around my legs. I, go, <laughs> I, I get on the sand and I, I'm yelling at my dad. I'm a kid, right? I'm like, dad, dad, help me. You know, like I'm yeah. um, and he had to take them all off, right? So I remember passing out, waking up in a in a bathtub full of calamine lotion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they say pour pour vinegar on it. Yeah, you, you pour vinegar or calamine lotion or whatever. Yeah, mate, and, you must have been crook as a dog because that all. If you I get them around your neck, uh, you get some swelling. Yeah. It's hard to breathe. Yeah, it is. And so all these little red, I had all just red marks all over my legs. Wake up in a oh. bathtub. I'm like, geez. And my dad's sitting yeah. out there in the bathtub. He's got his hands in there because his hands were stung by ripping them all off my legs. Oh, wow. It was bad, dude. But the old blue bottles, wow. mate, ever since then, you know, wow. I had my kids, my American kids, you know, who clueless about yeah. blue bottles, like running around, yeah, like, hey, yeah. watch that thing. Yeah, they'll get you. They'll hurt. Yeah, I've been oh, yeah. stung by one or two before myself. And oh, it makes yeah. you feel crook as a dog, mate. Sick as yeah, a dog. Yeah, brutal. Uh, it's not good. All right, mate. We need to see some. Uh, I need to see some photos of these Chrissy lights. I reckon around yeah. the around the Balfour Estate. Yeah, <laughs> mate. It's nothing that special. <laughs> it doesn't warrant that much. Mate, they got Honestly. they got some decent lights though, Randy. I've noticed a few of the um, few of the places around here got some decent lights. But uh, I've been decorating the place a little bit with the misses. Yeah, you know? their girlfriends uh, helping out a lot, and um, 
she she loves doing it and the kids yeah, yeah. so uh it's been great mate that's awesome yeah. awesome mate. well hey i'll let you get back to it we're gonna have to have a chrissy special in a couple of weeks but it's been fun mate we'll catch you uh next week don't forget to subscribe follow us on social if you do have some chrissy lights or some blue bottle stings or whatever share it with us uh over on social media and 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 jump into on the uh top step community page over at facebook i keep adding stuff in there people are loving it so a lot of fun yeah, nice awesome man awesome Awesome, Grant. Well, this has been fun, mate. I'll, I'll catch you next week. All right, buddy. Merry Christmas to everyone. I know we'll, uh, we'll catch you before uh, Christmas Day, but uh, I hope everyone has a happy holidays and um, gets all the Christy shopping done online or, or whether you're getting up, heading up the shops. <laughs> so, Go to Charlestown Square. That's it. Hit David Jones if, you, if you're keen to spend a dollar or two or maybe just run up the target. You know, or Woolies. Right. Just put on lay-by, mate. Put on lay-by if you can't afford it. <laughs> Kids will love you. That's right. Awesome, mate. I'll, I'll right, see mate. you next week. All right, mate. See you, champ. See you, mate. Hey, mate, before you flick it off, I just want to give you a big thank you for listening. If you're new to the show, hopefully you can go back and dig through some of the archives, some really good episodes from Max Scherzer, Liam Hendricks, Mitch Hanniger, all our very close friends who have joined the show. And also we've got some big guests coming up. We've got Adam Jones, the 12-year Major League veteran, just finished up in Japan. He's joining us. Get this. From the Maldives. He's going to be joining the show uh, next week, as well as Paul Seawold, the closer for the Seattle Mariners, who had a great breakout year. We've got a lot of exciting news, especially for 2022. We're going to be on a platform where you can watch us, you can watch the entire episode. Uh, there's a lot going on. So I just want to say a big thank you for subscribing and joining the fun. If you've got any ideas whatsoever for word of the day or the Aussie segment, you Aussies out there, if you're American, you want to know something about Australia or a story, whatever, hit us up, man. Hit us up on social at the Top Step Podcast or at hyphen 18. That's me or at Grant Balfour 50. Or you can go to the Top Step community page on groups over in Facebook. Hopefully you can join us over there. A lot of fun. All right, guys, we'll see you next week right here on the Top Step. Right.